Welcome everyone to another episode of the Bus Stop Podcast. Eric Wesley here with you as usual. And today with the month of May arriving, we are turning our attention to Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. This month gives us an opportunity to learn and discover the great accomplishments of people from Asia and the Pacific Island heritage and all that they have done and uh, throughout history. Uh, joining us on the podcast is Himu Sundar, Director of Financial Planning and Analysis at our corporate office in Dallas, Texas. Himu, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Eric. We are glad to hear you to have you here with us today and uh, look forward to having some great dialogue with you as we move forward. Let, let's start this way. I always like to give our listeners um, some background information on our first time visitors to the podcast. And since this is your first time with us, we want to start yep. by asking you about your role here at Greyhound and how long you've been with the company. So tell us a little bit about what you do as a director of financial planning and analysis and how long you've been at the company. Eric, thank you very much. I'm honored to be on today's episode. Thank you. Thank you again. I've been with the company for 12 years. I believe, uh, yeah, I started in 2009 working in finance, primarily focusing on a very little responsibility or focused responsibility, I should say, uh, overhead. And after a few months, you know, I wanted a little bit more challenging job. And uh, there, uh, there came an opportunity to work on maintenance uh, finance. And little I knew at the time, uh, maintenance was really a challenging one. So it gave me a lot of opportunity to uh, learn about the system, people, process, and everything. I did that for two years. While doing that, uh, I streamlined the forecasting reporting. And also, I did a very comprehensive uh, five-year fleet plan which helped Greyhound to leverage in uh, you know, pricing negotiation. And after doing years of maintenance, uh, I wanted something different uh, because I like to learn different things. And again, I got an opportunity to uh, work on driver operations, which is very different from maintenance. And it was exciting for me. With this new role, another opportunity came to be part of the union negotiation team. I definitely uh, learned a lot with, uh, you know, moving with the senior management and intricacies and style of the negotiation and union's perspective, quite a bit and quite a lot. And with that, actually, it gave me more interest to be in, in operation side. So I wanted to be involved in operation side. And again, another opportunity came up to be part of Hispanic operations at that time managed by Al Pinedo. I was very grateful and thankful to him to be part of the Hispanic Ops team. And my role at that time was to actually help the team to establish Greyhound in Mexico. And uh, I heard that, you know, it was always Greyhound's intention to put a foot in Mexico for at least 50 or 60 years. And definitely I was really uh, thankful to be part of that team. And we did put our foot in Mexico, I believe sometime in 2015. And right before this role, I was involved in a project called Accelerate. Mm -hmm. yep. It's a Greyhound project uh, supported by McKinsey. It's a great project. It's a three-pronged project. Uh, you know, we had lean process in maintenance and cost saves in procurement and driver retention. At one time when we started this project, 
uh, driver retention was very difficult because the market was hot and we couldn't retain the drivers or hiring was difficult, a lot of issues. And I had an opportunity to lead the driver retention project. It was very, very successful. Senior management was very happy at the end of the day and it, it was a great project. And my current role, at the, at the end of this project, uh, uh, something came up on the finance opening. Um, I was given an opportunity, are you interested? I said, absolutely, I always look for uh, different roles or opportunities where I can make an impact and you know bring value to the company. And my current role is in the finance department as FPNA. I do primarily uh, forecasting and budgeting and also in, get involved in uh, special projects. I know it's a long story, but it has been a great journey in Greyhound. Very, very excited to be a part of the team. I will say so. It sounds like you've touched many different areas of Greyhound. Um, growing up, did you ever envision yourself working for Greyhound? It's an end of the capacity that you've, you've been doing and have done? Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Absolutely not. In fact, up until I was 23 or 24, I didn't even think about coming to US. I had no, nothing was in my radar. Uh, I'm a professional accountant from India. So I did that and I always look for different things or challenging things that gives me, uh, you know, ability to challenge and learn. So I talked to my brother and who was here in the US already 12 years before I came in. He said, you know, if you want something different, challenging, come over to US. There's a plenty of opportunity. Give it a try. If you like it, stay here. If not, go back. So at that time, I said, okay, I'll give it a try. But never intended to stay here. But do I regret now? Absolutely not. I'm happy. So the intent was to come and learn and then and go back home? That is true. That is true. And one led to another. And, uh, and I had an opportunity to join Greyhound. And even I would say that even at that time, I didn't think that I would stay in the company more than two or three years, but one thing led to another. A great company, great diversity, great opportunity. Absolutely, I love it. Well, we are and glad. here I am. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We are glad you're here. Greyhound has its way of doing that, of, of keeping people here, because it is uh, a company where, you know, people look at it as a family. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Talking about family or mentioning family, your family's heritage is from India, um, and you said your brother was here before you. Uh, as we celebrate Asian American Pacific Islander Month, uh, what's one thing you'd like people to learn and understand about uh, the culture in India? Um, one thing I would say generally true for India, but specifically more for the uh, area where I come from, it's very family-centered, family-centered, collectivist culture, meaning very heavily fam family-focused. And that has, that has a lot of benefits. It's a fallback. Oh, it has a lot of benefits. That's the one thing I would, you know, uh, and, if people may learn. Okay. And, and with it being family-focused, uh, as I, I assume your heritage has, has played a, a big part in who you are today. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. At the end of the day, family comes first. But on the individual things, the things I have learned from my uh, uh, you know, father, it is discipline, 
and work ethic. That's going to take a long way. Now, does your family have any uh, traditions that are especially important to you? Oh, you absolutely. As you may all see in the you know uh, news or internet or everywhere, uh, where I come from, particularly in India, so is true for many other countries as well. Um, but Indian traditions are mostly religion-based. Religion okay. Uh, religion-based belief and festivals. But I will pick up the many, one of them, what we call as a kolu. Sometimes people call it as a kolu or golu or whatever. Um, it is nothing but display of dolls. In fact, I read that somewhere that is exactly similar festival exists in Japan. They do the same thing, probably for the same objective. The purpose of that is that festival spans for nine days. At the end of the 10th day, we have a special uh, worship of God for, you know, give us education, wealth and everything. But during those nine days, we display dolls and, uh, you know, artifacts or whatever we have that uh, gives the perspective of daily life. And we bring, we invite family, friends, and, you know, spend good, good quality time, have some snacks and go. And sometimes people do perform singing, very rarely dance. But also this can be extended to a community. Again, the same objective is to, for people to get together have a good, good cultural activity and nurture relationship for the okay. wealth of the wealth of the people. Great, great. So when you, when you think about Asian uh, American Pacific Islander Heritage Month that comes around each May uh, in the U.S., um, what comes to mind for you? Oh, the way I look at this, it's a time for me to reflect on. Uh, different influences I had uh, before coming to U.S. that uh, led me to come to U.S. And uh, my dad, in the early 30s, he had an opportunity to go to uh, Europe to do the same thing. I'm talking about 1930s. Oh, wow. But for a different family reason, you couldn't do it. So I'm hoping to continue his dream. Okay, okay. H had your brother not been here, do you think you would have ventured, came over to the U.S.? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But, um, you know, like I said, uh, I always look for different opportunities. Mm -hmm. If I were to be destined to be here in the U.S. in the Greyhound, I think I, that would have happened somewhere or other. Now, do you, do you get the opportunity to uh, go back to India and visit any relatives? Yes, I do. Uh, my general practice, are, I, I was trying to do at least every other year. Mm -hmm. But with the COVID, and it made it difficult. I should have gone in the beginning of uh, last year or the year before summer. For some reason, it didn't happen. Now I can do it for the last two years. But once this one subsides, yeah, I like to go back and not go back. I mean, visit in uh, summer. Now, you had an interesting story on, on your name. Uh, I asked you, as we were talking prior to us getting started with the podcast, you have an interesting story about uh, your first name and last name. Could you talk a little bit about that for us? Yeah, absolutely. It makes me, whenever people ask that question, it makes me laugh uh, in a good <laughs> way. Um, uh, probably that's the most confusing thing for people. And I heard this a couple of times, uh, not in the negative way, but you know, they're wondering why is it different? Why they can't find me in the system? I'll make the long story short. Um, 
Uh, the place where I come from, I won't say that this is true for all of across India, definitely not. At least where I come from and the community I belong to, there's no concept of uh, last name. The moment I say that people get shocked, what? Yes, there's no concept of last name, but we did use our dad's name, uh, first name as an initial. Um, so what you see here in my legal name or the full long name, Hema Sundar Netra Sigamni, the last name is actually my dad's first name. So when I was in school back home, it was just one name, given name, that is Hema Sundar. Uh -huh. Not the one what you see as Hemu slash Sundar, but Hema Sundar, that's a full legal name even now. That's the way my name is in bank documents, mortgage or uh, payroll and everything. But you know that, you know, when I have this long name, people won't even call me or they will shy away from me. <laughs> so just for convenience, I split my first name into two halves, Hemu, which is nothing but just taking the A away and putting a U. Uh -huh. and, uh, and the other half as a last name. It so happens those two names are truly individual names by itself. Uh, okay. Uh, and the first name, Hemu, that's the way I was called uh, from day one as my nickname, special name, pet name, whatever you want to call that. So to make the long story short again, uh, my last name is what you see as Netra Sigamani. That's my dad's name. In fact, that same tradition continues. My two kids, they carry my first first full legal name, Hema Sundar, as their last name. Ah, that's, true okay. for my, that's true for my uh, wife as well. She carries her uh, dad's last name. Okay, okay. Now, the, you also mentioned your name has uh, meaning to it. Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hema Sundar uh, means, uh, Hema, the first part means gold. Sundar means beautiful. So it's, it, it means literally means beautiful gold. Beautiful gold. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Great. Great. And, and I, I can't let this one go because as we were talking earlier, and this one's just kind of uh, sticking out in my mind, you were kind of, uh, you had mentioned how your, uh, your dad ran a bus company. So it's, <laughs> it's kind of ironic that, that you, you are now working at a bus company. Yeah. Like I mentioned, you know, before the, uh, this, um, call. Um, I do honestly, honestly feel like I'm destined to be in Greyhounds for the simple reason. I was born somewhere and little I knew at that time, you know, my grandpa, I'm talking about 95, 90, minimum 90 years ago, uh -huh. ran a bus company, albeit it may be, might have been small, one or two buses or whatever, but he was a pioneer at that time running a small bus company uh, a remote place outside of uh, uh, main city. So, but I never get to see him. I never get to see the company. But uh, we used to call, you know, my we used to call in our family, my dad, as a literal translation would be son of operator. Ah, okay. Yeah. Son so I mean, I, I do believe in that. I mean, like I said, uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's a small world. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, Himu, this about brings us to the close of our time. Uh, did we miss anything? Is there anything you want to uh, express before we, and, before we go? And, and I think we covered a lot, and I'm really happy to be part of this. And I do like to mention one thing. I, you know, um, the place where I come from, I'm going to pick a couple of folks you all might know very, very well. 
Um, one is Kamala Harris, yes. our new VP of uh, US. And she, you all know that you know, she has an Asian background. Yes. But yes, some people may or may not know that she is from India. But more importantly, uh, Kamala Harris' mom, uh, Gopalan, uh -huh. not only she is from India, she is from my home state. She is from my hometown. Not the least to say, she spoke the same language I do. Oh, really? I'm so proud of to be, you know, uh, to make that statement. So that's number one. I'll make one one other statement. So are so many other prominent political folks in uh, in the U.S. Uh, I'll go with Nick Haley, and I'll name two other Indians, which almost everyone knows. Satya Nadala. He is from uh, he is from India. He's okay. the CEO of uh, Microsoft. Uh -huh. One other CEO of Google, Sundar Pichai. And he is from my hometown. He speaks my language. The point I'm trying to make here is, uh, particularly going back to Kamala Harris, that shows you know, her mom's perseverance and drive as immigrant makes a difference. Yes, yes indeed, yes indeed. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. It's, this has been a very informative, educational, uh, interesting conversation. And I'm glad you joined us today for the podcast. I'm extremely happy. I'm honored to be part of this. Thank you very much, Eric. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for today. We want to thank you all for joining us as well. And be sure to come back for the next episode of the Bus Stop Podcast as we continue to celebrate Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And as always, remember, you are Greyhound. So be first, be safe, be stellar. We'll talk to you next time.